Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. G'day everyone, Dylan from News Fighters here and a quick shout out and thanks to all our patrons on Patreon who are helping cover our expenses to make the show. However, it's a very labour intensive show and to keep the show going, I'm going to have to find some major sponsors. So, if you're a brand, company, a philanthropic a journalism foundation or the like, why not jump on our Patreon and support Australia's funniest news comedy podcast today. I have a limited three slots going for $300 a month for major sponsors that'll help cover the intensive labour costs that go into handcrafting this show every fortnight. So for more info, email sponsors at newsfighters.com or jump on our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Newsfighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures and ghosts. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello, fighters. Welcome to episode 113 of News Fighters. Lucky 113 for Friday, the 7th of October, 2022. News Fighters, we're single sailor Mediterranean on a luxury cruise ship looking for love. I'm your host, Dylan Bain, the real love boat captain of news comedy. Now, this week, I'm going to do a deep dive on our new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. And this episode was originally meant to come out around the anniversary of his 100th day in office back in August. But we got a little bit distracted around here when a certain former prime minister decided to steal a whole bunch of ministries and then a certain monarch had to go and die. Not naming names, <coughs> Elizabeth. So today we're going to release this episode on Anthony Albanese's 137th day in office, which I'm sure Albo is fine with because you and I know he's not very good with numbers. National unemployment rate at the moment is, uh, I think it's 5.4, sorry. So while running for election back in May, Albanese campaigned on a simple promise. Uh, Give us a crack. Yes, and now that he's PM, I guess it's a case of promises made, promises kept. Put simply, we're having a crack. Hard to argue with that record. Yes, the humble PM who grew up under a single mum in public housing has, if anything... Return to his roots, he says. That idea that I've, I've returned to public housing. <laughs> uh, but... Yes, and just like everyone else in public housing, he only had to wait 26 years to get into it. And on Labor's not-that-surprising election victory, 
booted out PM Scott Morrison had this reflection. Of course I'm disappointed by the result. As Barnaby said to me the other day, sometimes people like to change the curtains because they just like to change the curtains. Okay, but I can't say I've ever heard of a set of box pleat curtains going away on holidays while the house is on fire. Or a set of Venetian blinds not ordering enough vaccines causing the whole country to be locked down for months. Maybe everyone just really hated the curtain, ScoMo, for all the pain and absenteeism. Just a thought. Anyways, immediately upon being sworn in, Anthony Albanese jumped on a plane to head overseas. Again and again and again. Good evening. 24 hours after being sworn in as Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese was today shaking hands with US President Joe Biden in Tokyo. Mr Albanese touched down in Jakarta. Touching down in Makassar. During a quick stop in Dubai. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese's in Madrid. Anthony Albanese arriving in Paris. Anthony Albanese made the secret trip to Ukraine. And Anthony Albanese has now left Ukraine, arriving in Italy for a stopover. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has touched down in Fiji. Right now, the Prime Minister is on his way to London for the Queen's funeral. Anthony Albanese has joined world leaders in Japan for the funeral of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. The Prime Minister has confirmed he will be attending the G20 in Bali in November. Yes, it turns out the real reason Albo 747 loves travelling so much isn't the international diplomacy. No, 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 no. It's just the free pair of fluffy airplane socks he gets every time he goes on board. Ooh. They're so light and fluffy. In fact, Albo has been doing so much travelling lately that sometimes he doesn't even know where he is himself. Quite clearly what we can see all around us is the affection in which Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth was held uh, by people here in the United Kingdom, but also, of course, here in Australia. All of this travel, of course, is to repair the previous diplomatic damage done by the Morrison government and for Albanese to introduce himself onto the world stage. And hasn't he made an impression on the other world leaders? The Canadian Prime Minister appeared to forget who he was. It's uh, a real pleasure uh, to be uh, uh, meeting with uh, a, a great... Uh, progressive leader. After several excruciating seconds, Justin Trudeau almost got it right. With uh, with Tony and, and uh, all our friends in Australia. To be fair, we've had more Prime Ministers named Tony in the last 50 years than any other name, so good job, Pierre. All right, so starting out, Tony's first world trip was to the Quad meeting in Tokyo, and Joe Biden sure was impressed that Albanese managed to recover from election night faster than a uni student working a Saturday morning cafe shift. Prime Minister Albanese, uh, I welcome you to your first Quad meeting. Like I said, uh, you got on a plane, you were sworn in, got on a plane, and if you fall asleep while you're here, it's okay. I, because I don't know how you're doing it. But <laughs> Biden there just foreshadowing what he's probably going to do later. I mean, he did it last year at the uh, COP26 climate talks. Joe Biden appeared to find the talk fest a little tiring. I've got to say... He looks a little bit tired. Looks to me like he's nodding off. Then in early June, Albanese was off to visit our largest neighbour, Indonesia. And well, they say you can take the boy out of Sydney's inner west. The highlight of this trip will be hard to beat. A bicycle ride with the country's president. Indonesia's Joko Widodo treats Anthony Albanese to a private ride around his presidential palace grounds. I'll take the bike back to Australia <laughs> and uh, you, will, you will see me riding around. Yes, that's right. Residents of Marrickville this summer get ready to see your Prime Minister doing a brewery crawl on B1, the Prime Minister's official bicycle. 
Geez, Albo, as if tradies from the Shire didn't hate you enough already. You can ease off from the middle-aged inner Westie cliches a little bit, okay? Then in July, Albanese was off to Europe for the NATO Leaders Summit because Australia is definitely in the North Atlantic, last I checked. And while he was there, he and his partner Jody received a very warm welcome from French President Emmanuel Macron. At the Presidential Palace, warm greetings for Anthony Albanese, even more so for his partner, Jody Hayden. There was a handshake, even a kiss for the PM's partner. I'm really glad to welcome you in Paris with your wife, Jody. Hey, Macron, hands off the merchandise. Why do I get a feeling once they were inside the palace, Emmanuel was like, oh, so you're not married. So do you take other lovers? Here, put your keys in this bowl. No, seriously, though, how nice is it to see our new Aussie PM uh, travelling the world stage and not being called a liar by every leader he encounters? I'm not sure I'm ever going to get used to this post-Morrison world. Uh, mind you, if you want to know one reason why the uh, French are our new best friends, well, there's actually about 830 million reasons. The federal government has announced $830 million will be spent in compensation to shipbuilder Nivelle Group, putting an end to the dispute over the $90 billion French submarine contract. The Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, is now hoping the announcement of compensation will patch up the relationship with France. Yeah, give me $830 million. I'll try and make out with your girlfriend at the palace too. Also, while in Europe, Albanese made a surprise quick trip to Ukraine. Anthony Albanese has now seen firsthand the devastation in war-torn Ukraine. Before meeting the president, the PM visited towns devastated by the Russian military. Here we have what's clearly a residential building. You see the use of tanks, missiles, uh, heavy uh, artillery uh, being used in a civilian area. But you and I know that uh, Albo being a landlord from Sydney's inner west, he spent the uh, whole trip around Ukraine looking at bombed out houses going, how much do they want for that? In Petersham, that would be 2.1 million. I'll offer them 1.6, no higher. Also while meeting President Zelensky, Albanese pledged Australia's unconditional support for Ukraine. To a point. Australia stands ready to continue to support the government and the people of Ukraine for as long as it takes for Ukraine to emerge victorious. Yes, but as soon as you win, we'll all be like, new phone, who dis? Remember when you gave you all them Bushmasters? Sunflower time. Next, from Butcher to Buller. Good segue. A week after getting back from Europe, Albo was again flying off, this time to Fiji for the first Pacific Islands Forum in three years. All smiles in Suva. Emerging from an all-day meeting behind closed doors, Anthony Albanese had managed to win the support of all leaders. Wrapping up a forum where good neighbours became good friends. Prime Minister taking his place among Pacific power brokers, presenting a picture of unity. And he received a very warm welcome from the Solomon Islands PM who said he needed a hug as Anthony Albanese greeted him with open arms. Again, what is going on? An Australian PM being welcomed and hugged at a meeting of Pacific leaders? I don't know what to make of this. It's such a dramatic change from 2019 when Scott Morrison literally made another leader cry. The Tongan Prime Minister has been reduced to tears as Scott Morrison battled to ensure a statement from the Pacific Island Forum did not include a coal ban. The Prime Minister of Tonga actually cried in the retreat. Did you know that? And then more recently, Anthony Albanese was off overseas for a pair of funerals, one for Queen Elizabeth II, maybe you've heard of her, and the other for assassinated former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, where, I have to say, Albo brought 
the worst wingmen I could possibly think of. Prime Minister Albanese met with his Japanese counterpart Fumio Kishida to show his respects to the former leader. So too did the former PMs John Howard, Tony Abbott and Malcolm Turnbull. Wow, the cast for the next Hangover sequel looks awful. Why, why did Albo bring a Tony Abbott, John Howard and Malcolm Turnbull? Was he hoping they'd get assassinated too? Jeez, imagine if someone you knew brought Tony Abbott along to a funeral. You know he wouldn't be very good at the consoling. <laughs> Shit happens. Anyways, it's no surprise that some have been critical of Albanese's hectic travel schedule, especially given he was still in Europe while New South Wales was suffering from one of its three worst floods this year. There has been some criticism from some within the opposition, namely the shadow treasurer, Angus Taylor, who suggested that the Prime Minister is more concerned about his reputation on the world stage. PM's more concerned about his reputation on the global stage than than making a call like that and making sure people in New South Wales have a place to sleep. Yes, and those remarks made Anthony Albanese the angriest I've ever seen him. I was fulfilling a responsibility that I believe that I had uh, of travelling to Ukraine. To compare that with a holiday is, I just find, beyond contempt, frankly. And it says a lot about the people who made those comments. Those people might like to say uh, which of the events that I've attended on behalf of Australia uh, the, uh, that I shouldn't have attended. I have not had a day off for a very long period of time. Whoa, that's like Mike Tyson biting off an ear level of anger from Anthony Albanese there. Calm down, mate. Anyways, just because Albo hasn't had a whole day off doesn't mean he hasn't been going out at night. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has channeled his inner Bob Hawke, sculling a beer at a Gang of Youths concert in Sydney's Inner West overnight. The Prime Minister was egged on by the crowd at the Gang of Youths concert at Sydney's Enmore Theatre, and with all that encouragement, he finished off the glass and brought the house down. Look, I love how everyone in the media pretended how they knew who Gang of Youths were when this happened. I'm different. I'm not going to pretend. Sure, I've heard of them. I can't name you a single song, though. I'm not a fan. Uh, Look, I'm having real difficulty dealing with this situation. We've got a Prime Minister who goes to more gigs than I do. A Prime Minister who knows more about Aussie rock music at the moment than I do. How is it that I'm more middle-aged than our 59-year-old Prime Minister? When did this happen? Anyways, moving on, and uh, one of Albanese's biggest policy pushes so far this term has surrounded selling the voice. No, I don't mean the crappy reality singing show, though I wish someone would sell that off. No, I mean uh, Albanese is trying to enshrine in our constitution an Indigenous voice to Parliament, an advisory body via a referendum. And look how good Albo is at selling us this constitutional change. What we were of the view is uh, that, yes, there's always a risk. Uh, But there's also a very clear non-risk and certainty if you don't have a referendum. Because if you don't have a referendum, by definition, you will not advance and it will not succeed. And that requires uh, a a risk, but I believe in reality uh, it's either an opportunity to succeed versus a certainty of not succeeding. Well, I have to say, that's going to fit really well on a bumper sticker. Good job, Albo. Anyways, it's probably come as no surprise that the PM needed a bit of celebrity help 
when it came to selling this issue. He's one of the world's most famous NBA stars of all time. And today, Shaquille O'Neal delivered a surprise boost to the campaign for an Indigenous voice to Parliament. And here he is. Shaquille O'Neal. Hey, how are you? How are you going? Good to see you. Hello, Australia. Nice to see you. Yes, it's a Shaq attack on amending the Constitution. My favourite part of Shaq crashing the PM's press conference was after he left and all the other journalists were like, ugh, go away, Elbow, you're boring. Bring back Shaq. Is there any opportunity to ask Shaq any questions? Uh, uh, no, he's... No. Turns out Shaq wasn't the only American celebrity who wanted to hang out with Albo recently. A light moment for the PM Anthony Albanese (laughs) during a radio interview in Brisbane with the rapper Fat Man Scoop coming to an agreement with him to DJ for him in November. I know you DJ and I'll tell you what you need to do and then you just come on the stage. Fat Man Scoop, Albo, Fat Man Scoop, Albo, whatever I say, y'all gotta do, you're gonna be fine. <laughs> Sir, whatever you gotta do, talk to your people and let your people talk I'll to talk my to people. I'll talk to my people and, and then we can talk to, talk to your people. people. You've got my number people. now too. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not reassured by the fact that somehow Fat Man Scoop has the phone number of our current sitting Prime Minister. God help us if Albo misses a phone call from Joe Biden warning us about an impending Russian nuclear attack because DJ Albo wants some Serato shortcut tips from Fat Man Scoop. And of course, it turns out nuclear disaster isn't the only impending world crisis Albanese is facing. He's also trying to fight climate change. What's the Australia you dream of? Uh, One where we have uh, a clean energy future, where we're dealing with the challenge of climate change. We will act in recognition that climate change is the main economic and security challenge for the island countries of the Pacific. And of course, we all know the best way to fight climate change is by approving more oil and gas exploration. Well, the federal government has been accused of hypocrisy over a decision to release thousands of square kilometres of offshore waters for oil and gas exploration. The federal government today approved 10 new offshore drilling sites around Australia, which they say is vital for meeting the country's energy needs. People still put petrol in their cars um, at the moment. I don't know how you got to the press conference, but chances are it was in a car. Am I right? Geez, Albo, good thing you didn't talk like that at the Pacific Leaders Forum. You would have made someone cry. And now to arguably the biggest issue facing everyone domestically at the moment, the economy. And ahead of the October 25 budget, the Albanese government has let it slip that they found a little bit of extra money down the back of the couch. The Treasurer announcing a $50 billion windfall thanks to more revenue from higher commodity prices and lower than predicted COVID payments. $50 $50 billion. Wow, Al- Albo was carrying around a lot of those $1 coins on the campaign trail, wasn't he? Yes, so of course, with the COVID disaster payment costing far less than expected, Anthony Albanese immediately axed it. Mandatory COVID isolation to end, but so too pandemic payments. The support for people without sick leave will also end next month for everyone but high-risk workers. Well, that's certainly disappointing news for the third of all Australian workers without any paid sick leave entitlements. Bad news, guys. You're all expected to go to work sick now. Just ask this restaurant owner. For people like Luke Mangan, it means he can staff his restaurants properly. The whole change will be certainty, and certainty that we've got staff coming to work. Yes, staff coming to work sick with COVID. Great. Remind me not to order the Snottachino at his establishment, or the Flem Flat White, or the... 
or the um, dirty chai latte that's dirty with COVID. Ah, they can't all be winners. Yes, going back to work sick is so ingrained in our soldier-on culture here in Australia that Anthony Albanese is even going to appear in a new government advertising campaign encouraging everyone to go to work sick. Cold. 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 COVID. And there's people depending on you. Soldier on. Soldier on. Soldier on. With COVID. Soldier on. Soldier on. Soldier on. No, seriously, though, on a personal note, as someone who usually works as a freelancer without paid sick leave, uh, the pandemic era was the first time that uh, any form of paid sick leave was ever accessible to someone with a job like mine. And psychologically, that was great. It meant for the first time ever in my career, I felt like I was allowed to stay home if I was sick. And it's sad that that era is over now. You know, we all are going to feel the pressure to go to work sick and under the weather because we don't want to miss deadlines and we don't want to let the team down. Sure, we'll infect the team with COVID and the flu, but we're not, we don't want to let them down. We've got to go to work. And I'll tell you who one person who, who wasn't let down was the man who pushed for this change, New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet. Great outcome. I think it's a momentous day for Australia and obviously for the people of New South Wales. Always held the view that we need to get to a point where if you're sick, you stay at home. Um, if you're well, you go out and about and enjoy uh, life. If you're sick, you stay at home. You care for each other. You look out for each other. That's the Australian way. If you're sick, you stay at home. If you're not sick, you go to work. I believe in liberty. That is the beautiful and wonderful thing about our country. Liberty, freedom, that's what makes our country great. Yes, thanks, Dom. Tell me again how Liberty pays the rent of someone who's coughing up blood with COVID at home. Look, okay, look, I'm not against the mandatory isolation period ending. I think we are probably at a point in the pandemic where if someone tests positive but feels 100% and is asymptomatic, they should probably be allowed to go about their life. But if you're an insecure worker without sick leave and you're bedridden with an illness... You, you should still be able to pay your rent and bills, right? Opposition leader Anthony Albanese from 2020. No one should be put in a situation of looking after their family or looking after their health. Geez, I wish opposition leader Anthony Albanese would tell that to Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. What's the incentive then for a casual worker to stay at home when they're sick if they risk not getting any money? The flu has existed and health issues have existed for a long period of time and uh, the government hasn't always stepped in to pay people's wages. It isn't sustainable for government to pay people's wages forever. All right, maybe I agree with that point, Albo, but look, you're the government. You can make laws so that all employees and workers, not just the full-time permanent ones, can get some form of paid sick leave from their employers and nobody has to take a vomit bucket to work. Is that too much to ask? Also, when it came to getting rid of ISO Chief Medical Officer Paul Kelly, no, not the footballer one or the singer-songwriter one, though I still say I want to have a dinner party with all of the Paul Kellys at some point. Anyways, Chief Medical Officer Paul Kelly argued that now is actually a good time to get rid of ISO because everything is going so well. At the moment, we have very low rates of of, uh, both cases, hospitalisations, intensive care uh, admissions, aged care outbreaks. 
Okay, well, if things are going uh, so great, let's just check in and see how our hospital system is coping under this incredibly low rate of COVID we're living in right now, shall we? The state of our hospital system is costing lives, according to healthcare staff. Those on the front line say ambulance ramping and access block in New South Wales is the worst it's ever been, with some patients waiting up to 36 hours to be admitted to hospital. This is basically third world. Working in a public hospital is like playing a game of bed Tetris. It's like working with a conveyor belt full of things you can't get to fast enough, but what's on the conveyor belt is human distress and suffering. Yes, fun fact, a conveyor belt of human distress and suffering is also the plot synopsis for the next Jordan Peele horror movie. Yes, the ramping crisis, which is where ambulances are backed up and can't admit patients, is so bad in New South Wales right now that the list of affected hospitals has to be set to music. The union today listed off the number of hospitals where ramping is a serious problem today. Shoalhaven, Wollongong, Sutherland, St George, Campbelltown, Liverpool, Blacktown, Nepean, Westmead, Wyong, Gosford. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. And don't even get me started on how Albanese axed free rapid tests for the few pensioners who could get them, while Joe Biden and Boris Johnson, of all people, literally mailed millions of free rapid tests to everyone in their countries the last two years. I've spent more money on rapid tests this year than vinyl records, and I'm a childless inner West hipster, goddammit. Anyways, now on to uh, one major policy area where Albanese, I think, has managed to make some movement uh, since the election, and that is the Federal Anti-Corruption Commission. The federal government has introduced its bill to establish a national anti-corruption commission. Fulfilling an election commitment to unveil laws for a national anti-corruption commission. To investigate serious or systemic corrupt conduct. The body will have the power to examine the actions of politicians, public servants, business and union figures, past and present. Sounds good, right? Hopefully with the support of the minor parties and the crossbenchers, the federal ICAC will be a strong, transparent commission. No, just kidding. Albanese's thrown the crossbenchers under the bus and watered it down to do a deal with Peter Dutton. Peter Dutton all but confirming the coalition will swing behind the government's proposed National Anti-Corruption Commission. The coalition supports a very strong model. The government poised to clinch coalition support after agreeing to restrict the commission's public hearings. The default position is that hearings will be held in private. I think the government's uh, got that right. Yes, that's right. If you ask me, installing a federal ICAC that the Liberals are happy with is a little bit like installing a home security system that's been approved by the House Robbers Association of Australia. Anyway, speaking of new opposition leader Peter Dutton, how's he panning out? now that Labor's been in power for about four months. Support for the coalition has plummeted to its equal lowest on record, according to the latest news poll. Anthony Albanese holds a commanding lead as preferred Prime Minister over Peter Dutton, who sits at just 15%. Yes, that's right. 15% of people say Peter Dutton is their preferred PM. That seems a little bit high to me. What's, what's the margin of error on that poll? 15%? That seems about right. Anyways, this probably means that Albanese was wrong when he said this about Dutton in Parliament. I wish him well as leader of the opposition. I hope he stays there for a very, very long time. (laughs) Not bloody likely at this rate. I think Peter Dutton and Brendan Nelson are going to have a lot in common soon. Anyways, in conclusion, I think we're very slowly getting reacquainted with what living under a Labor government looks like. Look, the endless rage, anger, hopelessness and despair of living under the coalition might be gone, but get ready for it to be replaced with years and years of non-stop disappointment. The only non-disappointing bit being where the Prime Minister skulls a beer at a rock gig.
or as Anthony Albanese calls these policy settings. Put simply, we're having a crack. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Alrighty, that's News Fighters for today. Thanks for listening. A quick uh, shout out uh, to everyone who's contributed uh, to my GoFundMe to buy us a new hard drive. Now, because of the Queen's death in the election this year, my big ass hard drive is full and I need to buy a 12 terabyte hard drive so I can keep storing the news. I've almost met the goal. If, if you feel like kicking a few dollars in so I can keep storing the news uh, for posterity's sake and to keep making news fighters, the GoFundMe link is on all our social media and it's in the show notes. Uh, I need to buy this hard drive so I can keep the show going. And a big thank you to everyone who's pitched in. I'm almost there. Uh, I, can, I, can, I can taste the wacky clips already. Anyways, News Fighters, as always, is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain, uh, for Sans Pants Radio. Follow me on Twitter at Dialabolical or email me, Dylan, at NewsFighters.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash NewsFighters or on your podcasting app of choice. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NewsFightersPod. And uh, we've just released an amazing, huge uh, September bonus episode is a hundred or so wacky clips uh, hilarious ones uh, that didn't make it in the show in the last couple of months. Uh, it's like cheap seats, um, but cheaper, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, if you, it's all video. It's a video link for all our Patreon members. Uh, $6 a month, you can access uh, the huge September bonus episode. It's like a full regular episode. It's it's I'm really quite proud of it. It's at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Jump on there uh, to watch the video of the bonus episode. Um, also, uh, you can buy me a coffee uh, at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Or if you don't want fees, there's a link to my co-fee uh, buy me a coffee non-fee version in the show notes. Uh, also, we refuse to pay to advertise on Facebook. So sign up for our free Substack newsletter at newsfighters.com. Now for our next episode, I'm not going to be here uh, in two weeks because I'm uh, the week after that is the budget. So I'm going to release a special budget episode, the night of the budget, uh, summing up the budget. It's going to be a bread and butter budget. 
So get ready for that. It's going to be super exciting. Until then, keep fighting. Write us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Uh, uh, no, he's... He, no. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.